And we're live. How's it going, guys? It's me, Brandon Matula. Matula. And I'm Thomas Hicks. And today, guys, we have a first of hopefully many. Um, we have our first guest on the show, Brandon, if you want to kind of lead that. Yeah, um, it's very exciting stuff. We love to hear from y'all and this uh, guest that we have has a lot of the same uh, interests as us. Have somebody on the show that share the shares those. So we're very excited. It's going to be focused on the sports today, mm-hmm. but uh, he's going to be chipping in just a little bit everywhere. But we're going to be focusing on sports with him today because he is mm-hmm. a football expert. So oh, yeah. please stay tuned. And man, I am just excited to get into it. Tommy, uh, to start things out, what do we have going on with the pop culture today? Yeah. So today we have a song that actually came out not too long ago. Uh, pretty important. Um, and then we have an album that will be coming out hopefully pretty soon that we're going to discuss. Uh, then we're going to get into just kind of what we've been listening to lately real quickly, just kind of naming a few songs, maybe a few albums or artists, uh, just what we've been rocking with. Um, and then uh, there's a, there's three movies coming out this weekend. Um, so I'll just go ahead and name what those are. Um, and then, yeah, so pre- pretty simple stuff, pretty, uh, pretty short here in the pop culture section, but uh, there'll be a lot to talk about hopefully on a Tuesday. But um, without further ado, you guys, as we get into this episode, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. We, uh... <laughs> thank you guys so much for just being a part of this, listening to our podcasts. We do this for y'all. And we yeah. just want to extend ourselves and just let y'all know that we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this for, uh, without listeners like y'all. So yeah. thank you guys so much. But yeah. oh, and. Yeah, just to hop right in. So today in the sports section, it's the sports day. I'm excited. Today we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit what we talked about the other day about uh, college football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a few of the Labor Day matchups with our special guest. And then our special guest, who will be revealed in a minute, uh, will be giving us his top five fantasy players in nfl this year so that's gonna be awesome to hear because i haven't started and i haven't drafted anybody yet so that sounds fun and then a preseason poll for the nfl so that is very exciting stuff and we're just ready to hop right in and uh and our guest is no other than christian jensen christian how's it going it's going great i'm glad to be here dude we are so glad to have you so just to start things out, um, I know uh, college football is like one of your first loves when it comes to um, watching sports. Would you say so? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so if you if for the listeners and for Christian who didn't listen to last last week's episode, we talked about five or my top five matchups coming up in Labor Day weekend, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on one of the five, uh, just one, one that sticks out to you. So the ones that we named is a top 25 matchup between Texas and, and the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns and uh, Houston versus Texas Tech in the Texas kickoff, Indiana versus Iowa, a top 20 matchup in our conference matchup. So that's interesting that that's week one. Then the Chick-fil-A kickoff, featuring the Miami Hurricanes and the Alabama Crimson Tide and Clemson and Georgia, a top five matchup. So that's 
going to be very exciting to watch. But Christian, I just out of all those ones that I just listed off, which one to you really sticks out and why? I think, well, obviously the the most the most obvious of those five games, I think, is Clemson and Georgia. Mm-hmm. This one, honestly, could the winner of this game is probably going to be in the college football playoff. Um, that's my prediction. And I, my other prediction is that both of these teams will end up if if this if this pans out right, they will both end up in their conference championship games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. And I yeah, I think they can go regardless. Like if win or lose this game, but uh, mm-hmm. just to give me context, I really have didn't pay attention to Georgia last year, but uh, um, like I I do did hear though about the quarterback situation there. What's going on there? All right. So last year they had three different starting quarterbacks for Georgia. Um, I think obviously the the most standout one was JT Daniels. Um, he really, he really, you know, showed us what he can do with his arm. Uh, he did have a game where he threw for over 400 yards, and that was against Mississippi State. Even though they had the worst defense in the SEC last year, it was still it was still an impressive game. It really showed us what JT Daniels could possibly do this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, okay, it was the worst defense in the SEC, it's still Mississippi State was still a great team. They knocked off in their first game LSU, the defending mm. national champion. They destroyed yeah. them, uh, especially through the air. But JT Daniels should be the quarterback to watch right now. He's definitely going to be the starter. Uh, the <laughs> backup, Steston Bennett. Um, he did play very well last season. I just think that they have everybody has their all, eyes all on JT Daniels. Um, he should be fun to watch if it pans out. You know how how most people are expecting it to. Yeah. Well, thank you for that insight because, like, I I really like didn't pay attention to that this season. But uh, yeah, dude, I do Christian's remember a... I do remember one of the quarterbacks looking like Tommy from Georgia. Uh, yep. that's, that's JT Daniels. I was about to say that actually. It's like, like Tommy. That's an insult. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's I'm a compliment. Just, I'm just playing. Just so I wish I could throw like him, say that much. But, dude, Christian's a natural, man, just spitting it off the top of the dome. I love this. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah so that that's going to be the one that you'll be looking at. And I agree. I had that at number one, honestly, because it's a top five matchup. Another one I'll be looking at, though that you could allude to a little bit if you want is Miami and Alabama because Derek King is coming back for gosh, his six year <laughs> as a <laughs> collegiate quarterback. Like, Oh my, oh my goodness. Are you serious? Yes. So that's going to be really exciting to watch on because he's coming off of the ACL injury and I always love Dude. comeback stories. So that will be fun to watch, but um, just moving on from that, that was just a quick segment going into our, the meat of our episode today. And that is Christian's top five fantasy players to pick up this year. So if you don't know, NFL season is coming right up and we are so excited for it because man, just so many great talents this year at quarterback running back and wide receiver. And that's what you focus on when it comes to fantasy football. So Christian, uh, just, uh, just a question to start this out. Uh, is there any, uh, like, I know you have your top five, but do you have um, any red flags? Any red there? flags? Any players? Ooh, that's a good question. Just a shout out. And you don't have to pick five. Just 
name one. You could just name Ooh. one that maybe a lot of people would pick up. Okay, yeah, I want to hear this. So, I guess one that a lot of people would pick up but might not also be the best choice, I would say. <laughs> um, So, on my fantasy team, you know, I didn't have a very good, you know, options to choose from. I was drafting last. But I would say you don't – as far as – I don't want to put uh, Evan Ingram on your team right now. Uh, even though he's a really good tight end, but – but he's kind of on the fence of even being on the Giants roster right now. Wow. And let's see. I mean, this will be a make-or-break year for the Giants. I mean, they've got everything they need to to be successful. And I really think that if if they can't win with the team they have now, they need to switch out quarterbacks or yeah. even – I mean, they've got a good coach in Joe Judge. He's he's really good. He's he's from the Bill Belichick umbrella. Um <laughs> He's, you know, he knows what he's doing, um, but there has been a lot of, you know, drama going on, you know, the Giants uh, preseason camps. So do you, do you, uh, just a quick question, do you trust Daniel Jones? That's his name, right, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones? You trust Daniel Jones as a quarterback? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has been, okay, the past two years, he's led the league in fumbles and turnovers. Oh, gosh. Wow. Um, and even though, okay, it's cool to call him Vanilla Vic for that 80-yard <laughs> run. That... <laughs> yeah. um, that, like, 90-yard run that he fell on his face. Oh, like, no. It, you know, that showed his potential when it comes to running. But, you know, he still stumbled at the end, which was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Um, okay, as a quarterback, yes, he can, he can get the ball to his receivers. But turnovers are just a deal breaker for me. Um, <laughs> okay, so I would say. My my two red flags right now are Evan Ingram and Daniel Jones. Gotcha. Ooh, okay, same gotcha, team. Gotcha. That's interesting mm-hmm. because I had Ingram last year on my same. team. He was he was solid at the beginning of the year, but at the beginning yeah. I saw that he would get points early on because I played ESPN fantasy and you would get ten points if they scored a touchdown, I believe. And his score would go up, but then it would start going down because he would either get negative yards or fumble. Yep. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah, that's man, great, great insight there as always, Christian. But uh, let's just get into the meat of it. So, who do you have at number five for five players that we should be looking at if we are to draft for the fantasy this year? So I have at number five Dalvin Cook. Mm. Yes, Dalvin Cook is he's done nothing but prove himself the the five years he's been in the league. Um, he puts up solid numbers. He I mean, he's all around a great running back. There's not much, you know, wrong with anything, any part of his game. Um, you, there's not much to, not much to critique, really. He's he's just solid all around. Um, he's a good bet to rush for 1,500 yards this year. Wow. Um, maybe 10 touchdowns. I don't know. I don't know that about that many. But I will say the Vikings tend to, they like to throw the. Um, so you might not see Dalvin Cook getting too many touchdowns, but you you'll see him getting first downs. You know, every single drive. Um, mm. I do want to say I had Dalvin Cook last year, and he's the only reason I didn't come in last. Yeah. He awesome. he was incredible. So I I can I can only imagine that it'll be amplified this season. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Awesome. And I think okay, so I'll go through the rest of my list. Um, here's the more obvious pick at number four. I have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, just came. Literally his best year he's had. 
with exception to 2011 when they went 15 and one and won the Super Bowl. Um, I think he is going to have another career year. Uh, he's, I mean, as far as okay, the management decisions made around Aaron Rodgers is not, have not been the best, but as far as playing football, I mean, he's he's probably the best QB in the league right now. I maybe would not, agree. Maybe I not as agree. far as like, okay, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Lamar, and he's not Lamar, but he's made his own name. Like he's Aaron Rodgers. You know, you think of, <laughs> I don't know, when you hear Packers, what do you think? Aaron Rodgers. You think, yeah. yep. Okay, so yeah, Aaron I, Rodgers, can, I can only name only a few players on that team, like uh, Javante Adams, mm-hmm. and that's about it. And Clay Matthews, but he's gone; he's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think Rogers, um, he's gonna have another good year, and I think, yeah, he's probably gonna go for around forty touchdowns if if it pans out right. Um, he's got. A few more weapons on offense. He lost Jamal Williams. Sadly, he was awesome, but he lost Jamal Williams. He still got Aaron Jones at running back to to take the pressure off the passing game. Uh, Devonte Adams is coming back, and he's probably going to have his best year. He just came off his career, you know a career year uh, where he made first team All Pro, uh, deservingly. He was, I mean, not even arguably, he was just the best receiver in football this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. So. I guess had, that leads into my because in my three. opinion he had the best quarterback so it was just a perfect connection mm-hmm. absolutely so at number four I have Rodgers and at number three I have Devonte Adams nice that's a great pair to have <laughs> that on your team wouldn't you say mm-hmm. absolutely like you <laughs> there's only one duo like that in the league that's it you know it's Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams and yeah they're gonna do really well this year they've got most everybody coming back on offense. Their defense is rebuilding. Um, this should be at least top 20 in defense. And if they're top 20 in defense while having a top five offense, that's you know that still gives you a lot of leeway to make the playoffs and be successful in that area. Hmm. But I will say, yeah, Devontae Adams could prove to be the best receiver in the league again this year. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that happening. Um yeah, I can't really think of anybody else who was just by far the best receiver this year. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could say somebody on the Tampa Bay Bucks, but they don't get near as many touches as Javante Adams. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Mike Evans is really good, and you now same thing with uh, really any other number one receiver on these teams. Like, like Hopkins, of course. Uh, yeah, you could make the case that he's the greatest receiver in the NFL right now. I mean, and that could be true. But the as far as twenty or twenty 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 the twenty twenty season, Devontae Adams was the best in, in the league. Yeah. Um I would agree so, with you. So yeah, it's, you can uh, you can argue like greatest career all year. Like you can argue that all the time. But yeah, it's it's pretty obvious who was who had that number one spot. But okay, so at number two, I have Ryan Tannehill. Wow. Okay. Man. <laughs> That took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I know it's so, a really it's a surprising pick. I know. So but why why did you pick Ryan Tannehill? I picked Ryan Tannehill. Oh yeah, there's some obvious reasons that you could say. Oh, they got Julio Jones now. They've got they've got everything they need. They got rid of Corey Davis, uh, and he was a first round pick for the Titans, and he just in the past last year he had like 900 yards, and then they just let him go this year. 
uh, and he's on the Jets with Zach Wilson now. Um, but the Titans have done nothing but improve over the past two years. Um, they proved that their regular season in 2019, the first half of it when you know things weren't going well with Mariota, still they're still a really good team. They just had some quarterback issues. They were ready to be, you know, in the playoffs that year, and they proved it. Um, this past year, uh, I think they really had the same team um, as they did when they made it to the AFC Championship after beating Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Um, they really had the same team, but they didn't really have anything to build off of as far as n- incoming, you know, new talent. Like, of course, they can build off their AFC Championship season, but it's kind of hard to top that, especially when you don't gain anybody on offense or defense. But this year, they have gained, you know, really everything they needed to succeed. They they went out and got some defensive players. Uh, they got – I can't name specific players, but they got yeah, about – Yeah, it's a big league. I don't blame <laughs> you. <laughs> they've, they've gained about four new starters on defense. Um, hmm. And obviously adding Julio to their wide receiver core is – you know, it, it's just going to make them really hard to defend. Because if you have A.J. Brown on one side of the field and then you've got Julio Jones on the other, like, how, how are you going to how are you gonna handle Derrick Henry? Yeah. Like, you know, okay, so the reason I made that pick, though, is just really the team around Ryan Tannehill. Of course, Ryan Tannehill, he's proved that under the right system, he can, he can do really – he can be a top 10 QB, a top 5 QB under the right system. Yep. And now, now that he's got what he needs – I think he's going to have the best year of his career. Wow. Hot take. It's a hot take. Hot this week. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so uh, we're at number two, right? Or was that your number two? Number that two? was my number two. So All Ryan right. Tannehill so who do we have at number one, Christian? So this one might be surprising. It's Darren Waller. Ooh. Darren Waller. Yeah. Have so. not heard of him. Okay, so – Expand so Darren that. Waller, he's on the Raiders, right? Yep. So he's the Raiders' tight end right now. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, he was on the Ravens' practice squad as a wide receiver. Mm, okay. So just a couple of years, like in 2019, like the the spring of 2019, he was in he was on the uh, Ravens' practice squad, and then John Gruden came over and picked him up off the practice squad. Yeah, you know, for basically nothing. It didn't cost him anything. Um. And since he's been on the Raiders, here, I'll read off his stats. After being a practice squad wide receiver, converting the tight end, after one year with the Raiders, he posted in 2019 1,145 yards, only wow. three touchdowns, but 1,000 yards after being after converting from wide receiver off a of practice squad. And then this Goodness. past year, he got – Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. And then this past year, he had another 1,000-yard season with nine touchdowns this time. So he did nothing but improve off of his 1,000-yard season. So he went 2,000-yard seasons in a row after being a practice squad wide receiver for the Ravens. And switching positions. Okay, so the reason I'm so high on Darren Waller is because his just his style of play and his size and speed is just like something we've never seen before at tight end. Um, and you can make the case that Kyle Pitts is going to be that next generation of tight ends, but I think Darren Waller kind of started it. Um, hmm. You know, Kyle Pitts is like, he's like six foot six, but runs a four five. 
Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe even a four four on a good day. Um, but it's 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 almost like unfair that a guy that big playing tight end is just that fast. Mm. But that's 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 what I see in Darren Waller. Mm. I I do want to say that Brandon a couple episodes ago when we were doing our dark horse, mm-hmm. I had the Raiders. Yeah, as my dark did. horse. So this is really making me happy because that was honestly just no pun intended a hell mary i'm like all right you know what i i, I got faith in the raiders I, I love you know vegas is cool and i think the raiders are going to be a, a, they could be very underrated this season the raiders i feel like they they're settled now in vegas and they're good um they're oh, good to and, go. and what the thing that i said last week or not last week yeah last week when we talked about this was vegas the vegas raiders were almost a playoff team this year you yeah. know and what was missing last year from the Vegas Raiders? It was their fans. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Raiders fan base is one of the best in, like in the NFL. One of the best because they are loud. They are crazy. And, man, you could just look up on YouTube just crazy stories just about that f- fan base. And I'm telling you, that fan base – can make a team go plus two or plus three, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. making like being three wins better than what they really are if they're playing at home because they lost that big, big game against the Dolphins uh, when Tua, Tua didn't go down but got pulled and then Fitzpatrick had that crazy face mask, face mask throw. Mm-hmm. And like, man, if the Raiders could have gone to the playoffs. But I'm telling you, though, if – there was a crowd there that night. Fitzpatrick would not have made that throw. He just wouldn't have. And that's just my take. And I agree with both of you all that, man, the Raiders are just going to be something to watch this year. I might want to go to the game. Go to a game. That'd be dope. That'd be <laughs> it's, yeah, it's an even hotter take because they're like, just look at their division right now. Like, okay, you got the Broncos, the bottom of their division, but look at them. They have an amazing defense. They're really, they're really one quarterback away from a, being a playoff team. Like if Drew Locke would like lock figure, in, <laughs> yeah, if you lock in and figure things out, like they could be a playoff team. They have everything they need. Like look at their wide receivers; they've got they're they're stacked right now, um, and they're still stacked at running back too. They've got Melvin Ingram, and let's see, okay, I forgot who else, um, but they have three good running backs right now, um. Their defense is really good. They're just one quarterback away from, you know, being a playoff team. And then you've got the Chargers, the Chargers who just changed coaches a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got Justin Herbert over there. He was yeah, really good the, for me last year. <laughs> yeah. He had the best rookie season from a QB we've ever seen. Um, and look at that. Like, their defense is just getting better. Uh, their wide receiver core is – I mean, honestly, because of Keenan Allen, they're one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um and they have Mike Williams as well. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, that division, like, it's really – it is a hot take because, you know, you've got Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Like, look at that. All four of those teams could be playoff teams this year. Or possibly. Of course, they all can make the playoffs at once. But mm-hmm. all four of them could possibly – like, they, they're, they're ready for it. Yeah. So that's a really hard division to compete in. And if the Raiders, if they can win eight games in that division yeah. when when things weren't going so well last year, I think they can be a playoff team this year. Yeah, yeah I would compare that division with the NFC West. 
Mm, oh yeah, absolutely. It's just yeah, stacked. Both, both of those divisions are stacked. But uh, yeah, just just to tie this with a bow, like uh, great analysis, Christian. Uh, you guys, you heard it. You heard it from our expert. Pick these guys in fantasy this year. I mean, I got to say, they're not big names, but man, oh man, they might help you win your league, maybe some cash. So if y'all win, make sure to send proceeds to us just because we, no, I'm playing around. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just moving, moving along, we were just talking about um, some uh, preseason thoughts uh, about, or before the season thoughts about the upcoming season but uh before we get into that christian uh what's been going around going on in the preseason uh um preseason so far as far as you've seen uh, uh i guess my favorite thing to, to look out for right now well i'm a bears fan so it was you know of course i was really excited when we drafted justin fields um but he was really fun to watch in his first he really played i would say perfect but um, he did he did what people expected him to do, and that's really good because people expect him to be the best at what he does. Um, so I think Justin Fields is going to be really fun to watch the rest of this preseason. He's he I mean he should do really well. He's got a good supporting cast. And then let's see. I think honestly Trey Lance Lance might be might be the best quarterback in this class. Yeah, I mean, he's from North Dakota State, correct? Yes, sir. And. Honestly, like he showed, he showed some real poise, like, in in his preseason game. Um, he went five of fourteen, not the best, but he had like 150 yards and a touchdown. And he, like that touchdown was like 40 yards through the air. Um, so he showed he showed off some arm strength while showing accuracy at the same time. So Trey Lance should be fun to watch um, if he gets if he gets to play because obviously there's Garoppolo. Um, and he's a almost a Super Bowl winning QB. Um, let's see. From week one, uh, really my takeaway was uh, the Raiders should give Marcus Mariota a chance. Agreed. Um, I'd say Cam Newton. I don't know what's going on with him. He's just like he's, he's not as not accurate. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just not that guy. Like. <laughs> A few years ago, he might have been the best quarterback he in the league. The guy, like he was, like when you when you thought of NFL football, like was the first thing that came to mind just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in this preseason game, like Mac Jones really showed him up. Um, Cam Cam had some missed throws, but I mean Mac, like even though okay, he, they did the typical Brady thing where they throw those screen passes or the little dump offs to your running back. Um, but Mac did almost perfect at what he did or what he was supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. So Mac should be – honestly, I think he's he's just like the perfect fit for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like he could not have landed on a better team uh, for him to succeed in the long run. Maybe oh, not. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, especially with all the additions they made this offseason. Mm, absolutely. Like Patriots probably made the most moves in the NFL this offseason. Uh, yeah. We've never seen this before from Bill Belichick. We've and never at seen number him. two. At number two, I would put the Titans, right? As far as who made the most moves this offseason. Oh yeah, absolutely. Titans. Titans are they? They're wanting they, like they're just through their their money moves alone. They they're showing us like they want they're serious about going to the Super Bowl. 
Like it's not they're not just playing to go to the playoffs and lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Texans are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, gosh, I can't even talk about the Texans. Oh, yeah, I will <laughs> say, like, the Texans, if – okay, Tim Tebow, he, he just got cut from the Jaguars, which is – you know, it wasn't a shocker. We, You know, there were some plays from that preseason game that went viral, like his, his two missed blocks. Um, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty hard to watch, I will say. But, again, now that the Texans have established themselves as, like, the trash bucket of the NFL now um, – <laughs> I mean, the Texans, like, the the fan base is awesome. I love the Texans. Uh, but the management and the owners, yep, they need to sell the team, like, ASAP. Oh, really. yeah. And But for now, I think the Texans are a great spot for players like Tim Tebow to come and experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost like the NFL's version of the G League. Exactly. Like, the Texans, they should be making any move possible to, like, see, okay, can this guy succeed? Can this guy succeed? Like, this guy didn't didn't show up there, but – you know, yeah. what if we bring him in? And he... Is Deshaun not playing? Most likely not. He's. I don't think he's ever going to play another snap for the Texans. Wow. Is no, that because of his? Is is that because of the allegations, or is that because like the the issue with the Texans? Like what? Oh, it's like or a mix of, of both, I guess. It's it's like three. It's three big reasons. One, the first one is he requested a trade from the Texans after Bill Belichick. Uh, I mean, I mean Bill O'Brien after he got fired. Um, and around the time when the Texans hired David Coley to be the replacement head coach, uh, Deshaun requested a trade. So that's one. <laughs> that's one reason. The second reason is all his allegations. Like, I mean, those are not probably not even. Gonna, they're not going to be cleared up for a long time. Probably a year or two. Crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and even in the end, whether. Whether they find him guilty or not, or yeah, most of this is civil suits, so they just want money out of it. Um, mm-hmm. Even if he's found guilty of that stuff, like there's really nothing the NFL can do uh, if it's not. I don't know, like if it's a civil suit, the, the NFL can't do it. Like they can suspend him on their or own reasons. Just won't sign him, you know. Yeah, that's true. Like the teams, on that what they think about him. But I would argue that a lot of teams want him. Oh yeah, they would sign him in an instant. He's a top five quarterback right now. Yeah. Um, Deshaun, any you put Deshaun mm-hmm. on your team like the Dolphins. If they had Deshaun right now, they'd be Super Bowl team. Wow, um, I would agree. I would yeah, agree. defense and the Bears. Deshaun. Oh yeah, remember we were rooting for Deshaun. Yeah. The Bears, we oh man, yeah, like Deshaun on the Bears. Yeah, that that makes the Bears a Super Bowl contender already. Um, I mean, okay, I will say here's what I I like to tell people like. Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson head coach, when Deshaun was about to be drafted and Dabo was talking to some of the teams that were, you know, reaching out to him, like asking about Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you're getting to. He I told them, <laughs> he told them Deshaun is going to be the next Michael Jordan. Wow. And I think that would have made a lot of sense if Chicago had drafted him. Um, and I, I still think that's possible. I still think it's possible. Like if all these allegations clear up and he can fall again, I think he, that's that's still a possibility. Like even though they've the Texans have wasted possibly his best year, mm-hmm. he's still probably got like twelve more good years in him. If yeah, these days, you know, in in today's football terms, mm-hmm. like he's only been in the league four or five, five years. Years, yeah, not even. He could be in the league for twenty years. We know, you know, who knows. Um, yeah. But I think 
it's still a possibility that he could be one of the greatest, you know, and that football has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, talent wise, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah. Well, if you think so, about it, Michael Jordan didn't win his first championship till like what five years. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got time. He just needs to be in the right system and not have court dates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be important. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I think it's not going to happen while he's on the Texans. Like he's not oh, going to yeah. be that guy. Um, oh. Yeah, I think he doesn't want to be there, so mm-hmm. he needs to be at a place where he need wants to be. You know. Yeah, and I would honestly, most okay. Whenever I, you know, hear about a situation of a quarterback wanting to leave his team, I honestly think of like the Dolphins or the. Ra- Good landing spot for the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders. They just. I love Derek Carr. He's a great quarterback. But other than 2015 or no 2016, when he had an MVP like season, other than that, the Raiders have been really less than mediocre. Not even mediocre. Like mediocre. (laughs) Yeah, they've only had one winning season. One winning season since 2001 or 2002. You're kidding. I'm not. Yeah, not even. Besides, joking. besides that 2016 season. Yeah, that's okay. that's the only winning. Actually, that's the only winning season since 2020 or 2002. Because mm. a 500 season still doesn't count. Yeah. Um. So they've gone eight and eight like five times since then. Wow. 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 And and like I said before, like a lot of that success has to do with their, uh, with their crowd. Um, I, I honestly believe if they didn't have their crowd, if it wasn't a factor at all, they would be lesser than 500 wins. So that's going to come key this season. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to wrap with all this talk with a bow, Christian, uh, Tommy and I were talking about um, some of our favorites from uh, each conference. Um, and we wanted to get your Super Bowl picks for this year and why right. for each side. So I've got three picks. Okay, so my first pick is the most obvious uh, you could probably come up with, which is, you know, Buccaneers versus Chiefs. Uh, I think it'd be – okay, maybe that's not what everybody would want to see necessarily, but it would be a good matchup. Uh, I think the Chiefs could, you know, maybe make up a little bit for what happened this past year. Um, but that was really – not Patrick Mahomes' fault. Um, the, the team is trying to pay him $50 million a year when, you know, the salary cap is 170 Wow. <laughs> um, so that's like almost a third of your team. So, yeah, a lot of guys are going to have to take pay cuts to get there. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes needs – if he wants to win the game, like win the Super Bowl this year and not have what happened last time, he has to get it. He has to take a pay cut. Yeah, and I think there was other factors into it too. Like first of all, like like if you look at the Chiefs, that that team in that Super Bowl played the most the year before, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So they had a little less rest time than other teams. And yeah. then along with that, uh there's just other factors going into that Super Bowl, like with uh allegations about one of the coaches on KC with the car accident. I don't know the details about that, but mm-hmm. it was just uh it they it, the Chiefs were just having a hard time that year, and oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think if the situations were different, I think it would have been a much better Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. But what's a so what's another one that you have out of those? Hey, so I have I have two other picks. I think this is what I think people would want to see. I think people would want to see the Rams versus the Titans. Ooh, wow, 
it would be a rematch, you know, of the infamous uh, one-yard line tackle. Except maybe this time the Rams could get tackled. <laughs> um, and the Titans win. Uh, I think it would be really fun. Uh, those teams right now, they have a lot of players that, you know, people like to see on, on primetime television. Like, people like to see Julio Jones play on primetime. Uh, mm-hmm. People like to see yeah, exactly. Like people want to see Derrick Henry uh run over people. Um, <laughs> and, but I honestly think it's a realistic scenario because you know the Rams now that they have Matthew Stafford, um Jared Goff was just like he was a good quarterback, but he's not Matthew Stafford's caliber. Yeah, um, I would agree. And so I I just think that would be a really fun matchup. People would would go crazy for it. Um and I think both of those teams deserve to be in that spot. They've they've done everything in their power over the past – like the teams themselves, not like the management. Like the yeah. teams themselves have done everything in their power over the past three years. Now, yeah, I would not disagree, but like kind of add – like it's also the management too because both of those yeah. teams have uh, – management teams, like, cons- like think about it. With the Rams, they moved to L.A., which was mm-hmm. a great marketing move, getting a brand-new stadium and then trading for Matthew Stafford, and then the Titans doing as much as they have to get new players. So it's, yeah, it's both, like, yeah. I, I think it's two very deserving franchises. And I I mean, honestly, if you're asking me, you could put two any two teams in the Super Bowl, and it's going to be great because it's the Super Bowl. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like, that, I like that a lot. I would like to see that matchup. But what's your last one? I'm excited to see what your last one is. All right, so last one, I think – this one is probably because I think it would be the Bills and the Packers. Hmm. Oh, I think that, wow. Of course, yeah, that would be box office the snow battle. Yeah, <laughs> the snow battle. Oh yeah, it it they need to play that game if it have like if that were to happen, they should play it in a place where it snows for real. That'd be well, pretty. Thank fun. God they're playing in L.A. because man, <laughs> oh, wouldn't man. want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but I just think yeah, Bills and Packers would be a really fun matchup. Uh, people want to see Josh Allen, uh, you know, prove the haters wrong. Um, or I guess I I would like to see that happen. Uh, I like Josh Allen. I don't think he's a top three or top five quarterback yet, but he's um, getting there. Getting there, and he could he he honestly, if things pan out right, like I say, um, he should be there pretty soon. Um, yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers is like he. This is like the next two years. Aaron Rodgers is gonna do whatever he can to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, because and after that, but for this season though, it's do or die with Green Bay. If oh yeah, he doesn't win, he's his, leaving. It's probably gonna be his last season. Um, yeah. with uh, his seventeenth season, mm-hmm. and, and no Packers QB has ever gone more than seventeen. Wow. Interesting uh, fact point there. But um yeah, wow. That I am just blown away, Christian. You blew knocked this right out of the park. Incredible job. Um man, guys, you heard it from Christian. You heard all the predictions for this preseason for the NFL and uh fantasy picks for this year. Very exciting stuff. Great season. I think Christian and I can agree on that. Tommy as well. And uh and just like that, that concludes our sports section for this week. Not a lot else going on. Uh, 
besides that, the Sacramento Kings won the Summer League tournament this year. It was done a little bit differently. It wasn't a big tournament. It was kind of one versus two kind of deal. But they ended up winning with uh, Davion Mitchell winning Summer League MVP. So that was really interesting to see because he was the most outstanding player in the Final Four. Yep. So, and then besides that, we're just excited for sports to come this fall. And uh, Tommy, I'll shift it to you for the pop culture for this week. What's up, guys? I'm the idiot that doesn't know anything about football. But uh, <laughs> coming out this weekend, we've got Paw Patrol. So if anyone uh, requests that I watch that movie, I will, you probably won't be hearing from me for, for much longer. But I will do anything for the listeners. Um, all jokes aside, The Protégé comes out as well. Uh, with Michael Keaton and Samuel Jackson. Action movie with the marketing that seems like they're trying to rush the movie. Um, they're like, oh yeah, we have this movie coming out. Uh, rush the marketing. Uh, ads, trailers, Snapchat trailers, uh, Instagram ads, uh, go, go, go. So we will see how that pans out. I'm definitely going to watch it though because I don't know much about the movie and that's the best way to go into a film. Uh, and then lastly, we have Reminiscence, the new Hugh Jackman movie. Um, a lot of people have their criticisms already about the film that they think they've seen this film before that looks dumb. I think it looks cool. I love Hugh Jackman, uh, directed by the woman who does Westworld, I believe. So, uh, I'm going to watch it pretty dope as for music. Um, guys, it's August 18th at the time of this recording, but I think we might have the song of the summer just dropping tonight. It was supposed to drop later, but it dropped tonight. Sierra nights by Kevin abstract from Brockhampton. Um, wow. That song came out, and although summer is pretty much over, uh, this song is a great send off to summer. It's very moody, very vibey. Um, v- well, not dark, but it's like a happy, gloomy. So it's like, like a, it's like an A minor, as he exactly. Like yeah, it's it's the the clouds. It's like the clouds are dark, but you're still having a good day, mm-hmm. and. A great nighttime vibe, too. Something I want to listen to. Yeah, that's a great way of describing it. Wow, I haven't heard mm-hmm. that before. Yeah, that's... When Can I was you say that again for our listeners? Yeah, it's like when the clouds are dark, but you're still having a great day. Um, that's how I feel when I listen to it. And also, uh, it's a song that I think should be played like in the city, at, very late at night. Uh, but uh, the city's still popping. Like There's still a lot of people out in the town. But you're in the car listening to it with the lights. Like, it's such a vibe. Very moody, cool track. Uh, it's gonna be exciting to see Kevin's new album come into play. Um, speaking of Brockhampton, they're working on their seventh and reportedly their last album ever <gasps> as a group. Wow. Um, they've said this a thousand times before. I don't know if I necessarily believe it because people say a lot of things that I don't believe. Uh, that they said they're gonna go through with music. And to end this section off, speaking of same things that I don't believe, Donda is supposed to come out here pretty soon. They're having <laughs> another, they're having another listening event in Chicago. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, at Chicago. Soldier Field. That's yeah, Soldier Field. Awesome. Um, so my, my church. Exactly. Soldier Field. <laughs> uh, and we'll see if uh, we'll see if Donda really does drop the Friday after that live show. That's what everyone's saying. But you know. These days, you, unless if it's Tyler Crater, uh, you got to take things with a grain of salt because if they say they're dropping, they'll probably push it back. Yeah. Um, but but I, yeah. I have a better feeling about this one. I was pretty pessimistic with it coming out after the second 
I was really thinking it was going to come out the first after the first listening party because, I mean, he had the Apple commercial and he said he was releasing it and then he mm-hmm. didn't. And I was like, OK. And then the second time around, I was like, he's not releasing it after this. And after listening to it, because I have been listening to the early uh, snippets, the snip. Well, not even snippets, like the whole songs that he played in those uh, in the listening parties. And I, I thought I love about four or five of them. I will not spoil it because it's Kanye. You can't do that. Yeah. But um, it's not done yet. There's some parts of it that are just not complete yet. And he actually called one of his produ- one of his producing friends during the show saying like, hey, like this track is messed up. We have to fix this, you know. So I hope it comes out. It would feel right for it to come out the third time. That, that just sounds like Kanye after three times it's here like baseball. Yeah. I, I think uh, pushing it back. I think what Kanye was trying to do was just say it was coming out. Although he knew it really wasn't going to, he's just trying to build up the PR uh, for the album. But if it doesn't come out soon, I think it's going to really ruin the album. I think the hype, because hype does ruin an album. Hype really does ruin an album. Uh, and I think he does know that, that he has to release it. Because... Either that or, I mean, time's ticking and it, it could really, this this is doing nothing but harm the album. It's yeah. doing nothing but harm the album. There's no good coming from what's going on Well, right Well, I will say this in response to that because I, I will, um, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, because the song has already been, uh, revealed on apple music in in the album if you look on itunes is hurricane that song was uh, tommy as you as you know that song was supposed to come out in yondi and it was supposed to be it was supposed to be called 80 degrees but he changed it to hurricane and if you listen into the first night when he for the listening party it sounds terrible like i'm sorry like the weird uh um, acapella, like Kanye acapella that he does. It just doesn't sound right. But then Lil Baby's all right on it. But oh my goodness. The weekend on this song was genius. And I disagree. I want to play it at my wedding one day. It is such a beautiful song because the lyrics are just there. And at the end of the day, Kanye is still sticking to his gospel roots. If you really listen to it, he's sticking to his gospel roots and he's getting these creators to stick to uh, seeing these gospel um, rooted songs. So it's great to hear the weekend singing this kind of stuff. And gosh, it can only get better from here, in my opinion. So my whole point in saying that is like uh, we get to see the evolution and the creative genius of Kanye West through these listening parties. This is for the fans of Kanye West, the ones who really understand. But I feel like for casual fans, though, I feel like casual fans don't appreciate it as much. If that makes well, sense. I I'm a hard, just as big as a fan as the next guy. Um, he's my third favorite. Like I freaking love Kanye and. But I don't think The Weeknd sounds good on the track. He just fits with darker, moodier Kanye instrumentals via or uh, IE FML, a very dark, minimal trap. Not even trap, just a dark, minimal, experimental uh, instrumental. I think The Weeknd fits best on when it comes to pairing up with Kanye. Uh, look at After Hours, another dark instrumental. 
Um, I don't so have like, you? So have you listened to it? Have you listened to it? The... Yeah, I really had no choice because it was all over TikTok, and I was scrolling yeah. on TikTok. Um, and I, I, I'm not a fan of the weekend on the track. I don't think he fits. I think I, I don't think the weekend's a horrible singer at all. But I don't think he fits on the instrumental. So hopefully the mix based, is oh, improved based on his previous music that you know. Yeah, well, but yeah, okay. and based on what I've seen, what he can do with Kanye, gotcha. then I, um, then I, and then think I respect like, your opinion there. Think about uh, "Wake Up" with Travis Scott. Yeah, like that's such a track with a guitar beat, and he's just he's just going, he's doing his absolute worst. As uh, and I mean that in a good way. You know, people say do your worst. Uh, he's doing his absolute best. I guess I should say to not confuse anyone, but yeah, don't like him on the track. I actually disagree, but I'm open minded. And I guess any publicity is good publicity, so we'll see what happens with uh, Donda. Um, but that's pretty much it as of pop culture updates go. Um, it's been it's been an interesting week. It's it's only going to get more interesting as the week goes on. Um, real quick, I just wanted to see what everyone was listening to, like any artists, songs, albums, podcasts, YouTube videos. Like uh, Christian, since you're the guest, we'll start with you. But like, what have you what have you been rocking lately? What have you been listening to? If you haven't been listening to anything. Lately, that's fine too, but just wanted to see what, what you're doing. Young Nudie. Young Nudie. All right, so he released a couple weeks ago. He released, it's called Dr. Evil. Um, I think it's it's not like, it's not even close to his best work. Um, but I will say some of the songs are worth a listen. They're pretty, they're pretty hype. Uh, if you like, if you like really catchy rhymes, uh, I mean, that's what, that's what Young Nudie is really good at. Um. And then, so there's Dr. Evil, and then he came out with Rich Shooter. So he really came out with, like, with a double album. So this double album should really help him take off. Um, he's already made so many good songs, you know, that people listen to daily. But I think this album should give him more, or these two albums should give him a little more attention. Uh, I think he deserves it. Uh, I also think he released too much music too soon. Uh, I think... If he had like released his music slowly and painfully, like a lot of these popular artists, um, he probably would have a bigger following. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird how that how I think about that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's great that he's releasing music. I just think that he's he's given us so many good songs that people don't end up appreciating how good of an artist he is. Um, okay. that's yeah. just how I feel about it. I feel strong. About that. <laughs> Young Moody, cool. Young Moody, yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, I really, I really like his uh, part on the Kid Cudi mm-hmm. leak. Like, he might be the best part on that leak. He low-key, I mean, if you take because Lil Uzi's verse is from Go, the mm-hmm. song Go. So if you just take away if Lil Uzi's part and you have like the original Young Moody and because was that Young Moody part original to the Kid Cudi? Mm-hmm. Dude, he might be the best part of that song. Besides the chorus, like, I, but yeah, young. Thank you, Chris Brandon. So uh, I can't lie. Uh, um, I know this is a crime in the Kanye fan community, but I have been bumping to the release party tracks as of late. I found them online and I've just been listening to them. I know, I know, but um, I've been Shame listening to Hurricane. As you saw, as we were talking about Kanye, I kind of disagree with Tommy. I love Hurricane. I, I think it's a beautiful track, but I do respect Tommy's opinion on it because I, I've i only listened to, to The Weeknd's popular songs. So I get I kind of go into it differently than Tommy. I hear it from like 
not really hearing the weekend at all to hearing him in this track. So I automatically think it's a good fit. So I don't really understand the context of the weekend, but as it is, I think it's beautiful in hurricane. Then besides that pure souls with Roddy rich in that album. And then, uh, um, there's one with Chris Brown. I forgot what it's called, but it's um, new again. Yeah, very great track. You should listen to it when the final version comes out. But uh, that's what I've been bumping to this nice. week. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I think people when they see the weekend on a track, they automatically think it's good, and that's just mm-hmm. not the case. There are plenty of bad weekend songs, but there are plenty of great weekend songs too. Like, yes. I'm not saying the weekend is a bad artist at all. I, in fact, I think he's a very good artist, and he has one of the most. Uh, era defining voices uh of since music since music mm-hmm. um he could be our generation's michael jackson that's, I, a, that's a stretch but well i don't think it's that's too far off his voice like he it's, just it's, he has so much talent i agree but get man he just can't he will never be able to like no go over the iconism of michael jackson like the only person well gotten... of all the allegations that went on but in his day when he was a star, nobody, nobody will Michael ever Jackson. top Michael Jackson. That's true. He the, was the king of pop and you always will be. The closest we've ever gotten to that, whether you like it or not, and I like it because I like this guy, but the closest we've ever gotten to that was Justin Bieber. The yep. how iconic and important Justin Bieber is to music and like what he did. Like he changed the way teenage teenage girls perceive music. Because then he – it was Bieber, then he had One Direction, then Five Seconds of Summer. Um, and then you had – now you have all these boy bands and these these Shawn Mendes, you know, and Ed Sheeran. Like, you have these guys – these suave guys that are killing it. But – well, I don't know if I'd say Ed Sheeran suave. But uh point is, I like The weekend. I don't think he sounds good on the instrument. I think people are like, oh, The Weeknd, this is the greatest song of all time. Oh my gosh, it's The Weeknd. And it's like, bro, come on now. Like, have y'all not heard 28 off his early stuff? Come on now, bro. Anyways. Um, and uh, freaking The Morning. All that money, the money is the motive. Like, is that The Weeknd's greatest song, Chris? It's my favorite by The Weeknd, for sure. I think his greatest work... Uh, People might disagree with me on this, but I would say it's either the Zone or Wicked Games. Okay, okay, okay. Because you know the Zone, it had Drake, Drake in it, and he had a really good flow. I mean, it just all matched together really well. Yeah. And it's got like it's got like this. I don't know how to how to describe this. It's got like this that whole album, like all three of those albums, because trilogy is three albums. Um. All three of them, they had this, like, really fun, like, okay, if you're into that, like, house party cocaine feel. Like, like The weekend makes music for... Almost psychedelic. Yeah, it's, like, it's made for people that want to experience out-of-body. Yeah. Like, it, it's hotter. stuff, at least. It's, like, yeah, it's his music is really more for people that are experiencing something out of their own mind. They're I don't experimenting know. something. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, like partying and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, like yeah. the weekend, that's just the vibe I get from his music. Um, it might not be the most, like, I guess, I don't know how to put this. Like he may not have the most groundbreaking lyrics. Mm-hmm. Ever. Exactly. But the vibe he gives off 
is exactly what he wanted to. Like yeah. he's doing exactly what he wants to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I and and Chris can back me up on this. I think the best the weekend has ever sounded was uh Crew Love, his feature on Drake's t- uh, Take Care album. Mm-hmm. That that is the most talent some of the best singing I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, wow. We gotta put we gotta put a bow on it. Um, so I'll end the segment by saying that I've actually been listening to a lot of Yeezus. Um, wow. Send it up. I am a god. Uh, not guilt trip. The op- is the opening one. What's the opening one called? Not guilt trip. It is called on site. Uh, on site. I am a god. Send it up. Uh, and I'm in it to be exact. Those tracks and then all because the Yeezus. Not rips off, but he gets his in it, all the influence on Yeezus comes from Death Grips, um, early Death Grips, and I've listened to a lot of them lately. Just, just really good relief stress and just fun music. Uh, it just it itch, it scratches the itch in my brain. And then as always, I've listened to a lot of Tyler Creator, so a lot of Wolf Air stuff, Cherry Bomb. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been rocking lately. But thanks for answering, guys. I appreciate it. It's always nice to talk music. Um, and that's going to do it for the episode. I, I'm really happy, really, really satisfied with the, with the way this episode went. Christian's a natural. It's like he watches football or something. <laughs> it's like, it, this, uh, it, was really, it was really good chemistry. And I, and, I, and I think we'll be seeing a lot more of Christian uh, as time goes on. A lot more of his input is very important to have. Um, but without further ado, guys, my name is Thomas Hicks. And I am Brandon Matula. Matula. Featuring Christian Jensen. Glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And we will uh, see you guys Tuesday. Have a great weekend. We will see y'all. Peace. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.